Welcome to Sonic's Flight, the podcast devoted to all things Sonics. Sonic's Flight is a monthly podcast discussing current events, news, and topics of interest to the Sonics community. We aim to entertain and educate builders and pilots of Sonics aircraft designs, inspiring them to complete and operate their aircraft safely and efficiently. Welcome to Sonic's Flight, the monthly podcast where we talk all things Sonics. So I'm here sitting around close to the campfire at Reclaw. We've got Camp Sonics established. We think we had a, a total of eight Sonics that flew in. Is that right, Mike? That's correct, yes. Okay. So uh, let's see, let's just run down the list here. So Robert Barber, Mike Singleton. We had a can out of Iowa. We had Bob Carson who came in and made a short appearance and had, had to get home, so he's already left. Um, we got the Colorado Sonics crew with John Gillis and Gary Motley and Mike Niedenthal and Carl Benda. And uh, who else do we miss? I'm here. Uh, Isaac is yeah. here, my son Isaac. Yeah, and we got a couple of others um, who, who came in with the, with the group. Um, a couple from Colorado flying uh, Carl's Nanchang. So first off, we had a, a great showing this year at Reclaw. I mean, just, just a fantastic showing. What was the count on planes, Gary? What did they say? 275. 275 airplanes. Uh, there's probably 500 people here or, or better. Uh, we just got done having dinner over in the big hangar, put on an excellent barbecue spread with brisket and sausage and just, just a really Don't good time. Don't forget the peach cobbler. That's yeah. right, peach cobbler. So, All right, so what I thought we'd do is uh, just try to give everyone a flavor of, of what Reclaw is all about. So um, let's talk about getting here. And I want to hit some of these interesting stories. And, John, you're up first. Tell us your story getting here from Colorado. Well, my story is that uh, I did just win the trophy for the furthest flight in. I flew 17 miles farther than Mike and and Carl. (laughs) Only because I nominated you. Yeah, only because uh, Gary nominated me. 850 miles. Um, Mike and I took off. We uh, actually had a delay about four hours because the winds in uh, Oklahoma were uh, a little bit unsettling. And uh, so we decided to try to come in on the backside of the front. Um, that ended up kind of biting us as we came into towards Reclaw. We, uh, we ended up having to go through some rain. That rain was at right at the, uh, the edge of turning to ice. We actually iced up our planes a little bit coming in. So icing in a Sonics. That's awesome. <laughs> new podcast. It's a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for the full topic. We How to survive up, icing. We picked up a little bit of ice coming through the storm, and then... Uh, as soon as we got on the other side, it started uh, letting go and, and, and freeing us up. But that, that was my first time with icing, and that was a little bit nerve-wracking. Now, you know Mike Farley and Kip, you know, those guys are like, ah, I've been there, done that. No doubt. <laughs> the regional jets don't count. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But us, us severe clear flyers, it's kind of a new thing for right. us. All right, so uh, how was the approach in and uh, in landing? That's always a little sporty here. Uh, I think both Mike and I pretty well nailed it. Uh, I came in a little bit fast, but I was able to, to float it down, uh, got it stuck on my three-point, and made the made it before I went down the Mogul Hill. Nice. And no traffic conflicts? Oh, lots of traffic conflicts. I actually had to do a go-around. Um, lots of people cutting me off, and I'm trying to follow in a Kodiak, which is taking a three-mile final. So. <laughs> and what time was that? That was Friday. That was uh, Friday right before sunset. Okay. So still pretty good flow coming in Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gary, you came in in the, in the Chang, huh? I did. I got to drive the Chang. Tell us about that. Bit, the Rumble Bus. It's actually a sweet flying plane, you know, despite all the noise and the vibration and the giraffe through that cockpit. Uh, it's actually a pleasure to fly. 
Of course, we did have to throttle back quite a bit in order to follow Carl's Sonics. <laughs> you know, had I been trailing John Gillis and his Sonics, I could say, God, can't you speed that thing up any? But anyway. <laughs> you wouldn't have had to say that if you were following me. You'd just be looking at the blip on the uh, ADSB as I'd no, no, away. No, 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 no. So, no problems then, huh? No, just winds all the way along. Fortunately, it was a, mostly a tailwind for us. We were averaging probably 25 miles an hour, 25 knots tailwind all the way down. So we did really well on our times as well as our fuel burns. And most of the time, the runway uh, was pretty much aligned with, with the wind, so not a, not a ferocious crosswind to deal with. And you said it was like eight hours coming over? Uh, you know, by the time we make a couple of fuel stops, yeah, that's pretty much drastic. We might have been a little bit less, maybe seven hours or so, but we always have so much fun. We don't really count the time so much. Good. Robert, you guys are fairly close. What, what's the flight time for you guys? I'm about 45 minutes away, and I'm normally about an hour, but it was with the 40-knot headwind, or 40-mile-per-hour headwind, it was a little slower, about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, what time did you guys arrive? Uh, I got here about 9.20 yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday, Friday morning. Okay, so Friday morning. What did this place look like on Friday morning? Was it already uh, set up, or was it pretty it, thin? No, it was set up there. Of course, there wasn't near this many airplanes, so uh, probably about uh, an eighth this number of airplanes. Yeah. But uh, but even so, they were already doing high-speed passes down the runway with smoke and stuff. <laughs> nice. Well, and Isaac and I came in uh, Saturday morning. We had some weather that, that pushed down. Uh, blocked us off from, from Mississippi, so we waited it out, and first thing um, Saturday morning, we, we came on over, and uh, had a great flight, it's about two hours for us, uh, made a fuel stop and topped off, and uh, made a, a perfect, I mean, an absolutely perfect approach, <laughs> followed by a horrible, horrible landing. Yeah, we no, do have video proof. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was quite entertaining. Yeah. We enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> video to be posted. Every Stay mogul, tuned. every every mogul. So, uh, you know, the, the video, yeah, the, the video will show it in excruciating detail. But I had a beautiful touchdown, just as soft as could be. And then the I hit that. The first one or the third? No, no, the first one. And then <laughs> yeah. I hit that first little bump and it kind of tossed me back in the air. And that's where things got really, really bad. And it was just one bounce after another. I think it was probably six or eight. And, uh, I could hear the crowd just laughing and pointing. So it was, yeah, it was painful. Anyway, uh, I finally got down and, Tucked my tail between my legs and went and hit at the far end. So, well, Jeff, I have to say though, we we, we actually have have awarded you once again, <laughs> once again. Tigger, did I say that enough? We have awarded you once again <laughs> with the Grand Tigger Poobah Award, and you've been so knighted on the side of your fuselage. I don't know if you've noticed that yet. I have not. <laughs> well, I'm a little afraid. <laughs> Mr. John Gillis, speak right up. Well, uh, Carl was our previous uh, uh, owner of it, and I'd gotten these Tigger stickers from uh, one of the dollar stores, and uh, we decided to festoon uh, uh, some nose paint on, on Jeff's airplane plane. with the Tigger and three butterflies for all the bounces. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you like to bounce but by your So, yeah, well, it's not only the Tigger Award, he's also been... Uh, circumnavigated or circum... Well, we should say not circumcised, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a secret. So so anointed with three butterflies. So it's, 
What is that, like the cluster Silver Star well, with you know, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cluster, yeah. yeah okay. It's for extreme um, excellence. There Jeff you go. has to leave these stickers on his plane for yeah. at least one year. <laughs> oh, one we'll year. see about that. Uh, we have uh, we have a lot of humidity. Stickers just peel right off. You know? <laughs> leave no trace whatsoever. So, anyway, um, I'm going to save my rebuttal for another time, but... Um, when he, when he doesn't get have it out so of your many opposing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we're not here, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So when you guys are gone, I will edit this part, and it will be perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, so everybody had good flights getting here, but let's talk real quick about the challenge of actually arriving at Reclaw. So you find the, just finding it is the first step. It's, it's a narrow strip, it's in the middle of the trees, and if you're more than a couple miles away, you can't see it. So you really got to be looking... It helps if you have your GPS guiding you right to it. And then once you get in, you hear this beehive of activity, but you don't really see it until you're in and amongst it. And then they start popping out as if by magic, and you see, oh, there's a plane on downwind. There's a guy on base. You hear him talking, and then you realize you're in the middle of like six or ten airplanes at various places in the pattern. And it's just pick your spot, follow the guy in front of you, and do the best you can. But generally, the only way to see this place is if you come in at least 2,000 feet above ground level. they come above? Yeah, spot the field first and work your way back down. So when we arrived, the the final approach was getting pushed further and further out, and they were calling short final on a three-mile final. Yeah. And that just was not working. Yeah, the, the easiest trick getting in here is to do it early Friday morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, we actually came Thursday. We got Yeah, that's start. even easier, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, coming in, um, it, it's intimidating. But it is a lot of fun. Uh, where else are you going to have a beehive like that? Somebody taking off, somebody doing a low pass, and somebody trying to land behind them all. And you get it all at once. And people trying to cross the runway. Yeah. And people running all the froggers. The froggers. We call them the froggers. <laughs> the pedestrians <laughs> running from one side to the other. So that's the, that's the first part, just getting here and just enjoying it. And, uh, you know, you kind of get the anxiety that starts to percolate a little bit when all those people are in the pattern. And... Uh, uh, not saying that it will affect your landings, but it could, possibly. <laughs> if you'd arrived yesterday, it would have been a better story, because then you'd have had the winds to hide behind. You could use this as a right, right. excuse. Yeah. The not win- so much today. Yeah, the wind, you know, the dust in my eyes, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the glint off the wings. Yeah, we've heard it all before. Yeah, yeah I just, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, got got set up. We got a nice little campsite here, and, and really it's just land, find your spot, push your plane back off the runway into the trees, throw your tent up, and then put your folding camp chair out and watch flybys. And when we say watch flybys, Gary, what do we mean watch flybys? Uh, we're, we're, we're feeling the breeze as they go by about 25, 50 feet away from you. You yeah. can't get any closer without getting hit by a tire. Yeah, that's just about <laughs> right. Yeah, And even then, it's, it's almost, you're almost still, you want to duck half the time. <laughs> So what what cool stuff did we see? What what airplanes stick out? Mike, what did you see? Uh, I mean, a lot of the old stuff. I mean, there was a couple of those uh, were those uh, Howards down there, single engine Howards. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and you got the Kodiak. That guy was Stinson there before. Orion. There's Stinson down yeah. there. Yeah, the big Stinson. Uh, Tri Tri Beach 18. I mean, there was a lot of different yeah. F1 rockets. A Nanchang, of course. Yeah. Nanchang, yeah. a, a Yak. I mean, it was just yeah. a little half bit a dozen Sonics. <laughs> yeah. And Cessnas and Pipers, we don't count so much anymore. But. And the Stinson, Reliant, Goldwing. Not, not a whole lot of Cubs. There was, there was There's some, yeah. Oh. Not as many as normally right. are here. Yeah, some Eastern Block aircraft. There was a twin-engine ultralight kind of aircraft. Uh, it had an uh, impressive climb rate. So we saw a 
a brand new Lancer Mako, just tearing it up. He came in around dusk. And then we saw a Quicksilver Ultralight. So we had the full spectrum covered. And gyrocopter. Yeah, gyrocopter. Yeah. Only thing missing was jets. That's right. We need a subsonics down here, guys. That's a clue. <laughs> All right, so Carl, tell us about flying the Rumble bus. We've talked about it a few times. Describe it. Well, well, tell, tell them what the Rumble bus is again. But the Rumble bus is a 1987 Nanchang CJ6A with a nine-cylinder radial engine. It's a 604 cubic inch, 285 horse. It's a uh, military tandem seat, People's Liberation Army <laughs> Air Force trainer plane. And it's just a very nice, flying, nimble on the control, uh, fairly fairly affordable warbird that's just a lot of fun to fly. So it's, it's great because I don't ever have to worry about taking two people out and doing acro in it. Because it can do it. Yeah, that's right. So, it, everybody it, at this table got a ride. And that's everybody right. at yeah. the table got a ride. Yep. Good flying airplane. It, it seems like it'll do whatever you want, no matter what it is. It just it just chugs away through anything. Yep, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, he, thanks again won't give for it the rides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, when we were loading down there at the uh, approach end, I had three different people come up and say, Are you guys selling rides? And I said no, but what I should have said is, sure, you can pay me and go see that guy right over there for a ride. <laughs> I had at least half a dozen people come up to me today and ask for a ride. So, yeah. so this, is really, um, this is really a pilot gathering. There's no air show. There's no formal program. It's just fly in, stake your ground chat with your buddies, watch airplanes fly up and down the runway all day long, and do nothing but just socialize and talk airplanes. It's hard to explain why that's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know that I can really do it proper justice. you kind of got to see it for yourself. Where else can you come and hang out and just watch cool airplanes and just soak it all in for a weekend? What do you guys think? Well, there are, are quite a few uh, videos on YouTube of, of Recklaw Lions in the past, and I'll be putting one together, nothing real professional, but, but something to give you an idea pretty soon. But uh, but it's still, even seeing the videos, it's not like being here. Yeah. If anybody is thinking about Reclaw, um, it's definitely worth putting into your rotation. If you got to travel a bit, it is worth the trip to get here. And so if think you want to see it from a Sonic's point of view, be sure to visit my website, <laughs> gwmotley.com. And look under Reclaw, and you'll see me doing a 175-mile-per-hour pass in my Aero-V-powered Sonics a few years ago, terrorizing the world. All right, Isaac, come up here. This is Isaac. This is Isaac's first Reclaw. Tell us what you saw. Tell us what was cool. What do you think about Reclaw? So we saw a Yak and a Nanchang blowing smoke and hauling butt across the runway. And where else are you going to see that from the runway's perspective as you're crossing the runway? <laughs> what was it like coming in? What did you think of the arrival? Madness. <laughs> that, that good description. <laughs> Great. You can make a TV show out of the radio chatter. Yeah, we, we listened to the radio for probably um, 20 minutes on the way in. 
and it was just nonstop. I mean, just chatter back and forth, and people calling all kinds of craziness. Uh, you think that maybe you know it would help kind of get you prepared for what you're going to see, but there's just too much. I mean, you just got to figure it out when you get in the pattern, and it all kind of works. People make it work, and it, there's no problem. And there is a uh, kind of a tower. They they've got looks more like a deer stand, elevated deer stand, but. There, there are uh, people that are, are kind of giving you advice, you know, like... Uh, clues. Yeah, clues. That's about a good word for it. Yeah. So, Ken, uh, you came from Ohio. Iowa. Iowa, I'm sorry. Right. Came from Iowa. And, and Ken, what's your last name? Woodraska. Pardon? Woodraska. Uh-oh. All right. You're going to have to spell that for me later. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so how long of a flight was that for you? About seven and a half hours. Okay. That's... I had a 40-mile-an-hour headwind the whole way. Yeah. Way. I think we all had headwinds. I don't know how that all worked out. <laughs> I didn't. We won't be Yeah. All right, so we were just talking about the, the, the feel and the flavor, and how would you summarize this to someone after you're back home and you're trying to explain why we all come here? What's the attraction? What do you tell people? What is the attraction to Reckloff? Oh, boy, just the, the fun, the atmosphere, uh, just watching flybys all day long. It's like what... We like watching and like doing. It's just, it's just like your favorite hobby. Anybody with a favorite hobby, what if you can do it for a weekend? It's great. Yep. I would say the people. People, yeah. People standing around yeah. this table right now. Makes yeah, that, that's a, that's a big part of it. Absolutely. If you come here by yourself, camaraderie. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, you come you yeah, come you here by people. yourself, you won't leave without having met friends. That's true. Yeah. You will make friends, but coming here with a group of people that you can hang out with and drink beer and and get abused by or 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 dish out some maybe i don't know well sure i mean when i first got here my sonics i came pretty much by alone but i was adopted by another sonics group and and of course robert barber and them started straggling in later on i recognized familiar faces so when ken showed up i put a lasso on him and just i've been abusing him all week (laughs) yeah right these guys have been great take me to lunch dinner and Flown me in their planes, and it's awesome. <laughs> so for next year, when uh, when we're going to bring in, I don't know, at least a few new people, they're going to join Camp Sonics when they're here, um, let's give them some tips on, on getting here and how to make this thing the most. So, Ken, you probably had a fairly long flight. What, what tips for coming in here? Probably the first thing that comes to mind is be prepared for hot, rain, or cold. Oh, yeah. Because be you'll get one or the other. Yep, load it up, load up the plane with everything you need. Yeah. Me? Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I, again, like I just reiterate, if you're coming in for the first time, if at all possible, try to come in early before the, the craziness does start on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah, Friday, Friday, Thursday or Friday is, is a great time to get in here. And well, a lot lower stress, so yeah, yeah. get in and kind of get your feel. Um, probably my thought is... If you're if you're in the fray and you're creeping up on the plane in front of you and it doesn't look right, don't be afraid to turn it into a low pass and go around. You might have to go around a couple of times, but probably not more than twice, and you'll just come back in and fall right back in line. Yeah, so you show off with an excuse. It's like uh, it's like Oshkosh with no rules, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody talks to everybody on the radio pretty yeah. well. I mean, pretty people, well. people are letting people in, and hey, what do you need? Can can you extend the base? I mean. Can I stretch out the final? I mean, you get all kinds of people talking to each other, so they do do that for the most part. Yeah. yeah. And That's overall, right. the runway is not flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. It's more of a rolly, hilly, 
extended mogulish thing. So be prepared to when you land on the crown of the top of the hill and the runway is falling away from you and you're still going back <laughs> up, just kind of hold it. Eventually, you'll come back down. <laughs> you don't want to fight going over the bump. You just want to enjoy the ride. That's one of the more endearing features of this place. It provides it's happy a lot entertainment. of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if at all possible, try to find a pilot who's been here before because they can provide some valuable clues, uh, not only for safety, but just general flow of traffic and how things do uh, for not only your safety, but those who are trying to land either above you or in front of you or behind you or on top of you. Uh, it seems like it can all happen all at the same time. So do try to get a, a personal pilot briefing if you can find someone who's been here before. And the runway is a little bit intimidating looking, but it's it's plenty wide. You can taxi on both sides of the runway and land planes in the middle. Um, it's 3,500 plus or minus feet of pretty good grass. There's, there's a few kind of rough spots off to the edge, but the center landing area is in great shape. So don't worry about bringing in a small tired airplane. It'll do just fine there. And then uh, you have the first big hill at about 1,000 foot down from the approach end. You have the second littler hill about 500 foot from the end. And then you have a do not cross sign followed by a pond. So you're guaranteed to stop before you hit something. But it may be the pond. <laughs> but don't be intimidated by that. No, no, of course not. <laughs> no fear. All right. And then um, let's talk uh, supplies. So we have an inside man for Reclaw. Carl? Yes, my uh, all my in-law family lives about 15 miles away, so they provide us with food, coolers, ice, trailers, trucks, quads, blankets, blankets, blankets pillows, pillows. Yeah. and anything else that we need. Next year, probably a 13-passenger van <laughs> for the looks of it. <laughs> so uh, they hook us up pretty good with supplies, take care Absolutely. of our needs, come out and hang out with us, and, and uh, it seems to be uh, quite a... They're just as excited to have us here as we are to be here. So it's, it, it actually makes it a much more enjoyable. Yeah, it's absolutely right. wonderful of them this year, the effort they put into it. So if you arrive uh, at Reclaw and taxi over to Camp Sonics, uh, if you have a change of clothes and a toothbrush, you'll have everything else you need because they cook, <laughs> they cook food, they cater uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We've got the snack wagon with right over by the bathrooms. We've got Camp Sonics that's fully stocked with snacks and water and beer. Um, it, it, it's easy. Come out here and just uh, enjoy it with us. But bring a sleeping bag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe two. And there are two, blanket. yes. <laughs> yeah, depending on the temperature. That's right. All right, John, what else? What are we missing? Um, this is the coldest one we've been to. That's right. Yeah, That's a lot. Yeah. Supposed to get down to almost freezing, and I don't think I've ever been mm. to Texas when it's froze. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we had, had quite frost a bit of this morning. Frost this morning, absolutely. Yeah, it was frosty. 34 degrees, I think. When I think I distinctly remember sitting in that truck for a while trying to get my feet warmed up. <laughs> you know, in fact, last year, I remember being woken up <coughs> at the crack of dawn by low passes. And this morning, nobody flew until about 9 in the morning yeah. because of the frost. <laughs> yeah. So we all got to sleep in a bit. Yeah, and the meals are available here Friday evening through Sunday morning. With mixed reviews, <laughs> but it was good tonight. But, yeah, it was very good tonight. Well, it, for those thinking about next year, uh, they do a website. The uh, I think it's RecklawFlyIn.com, or you can just search Recklaw on Google or on Facebook, and you'll find the website. Uh, it gives you the coordinates and show you how to get here. 
um, plan to, to buy gas at one of the local airports. There's limited fuel. There is fuel available, but there's limited fuel. Uh, but that's not a, a major problem. There's several airports just like 15 minutes away from this almost every direction. So. And uh, on the show notes for this episode, we'll put some of the videos that get posted. Uh, Mike, I know you're doing one. I thought you taking a bunch of video. Yeah. And, I got uh, a real good one, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John's got a really good one. Well, as, soon, as soon as John works out the technical difficulties, uh, we <laughs> promise to get that right on here. Our senior <laughs> colonel's arrival. <laughs> and yes, just to put the rumors aside, I did have my GoPro running, and so there will be GoPro video <laughs> from my airplane, so you can judge for yourself. Will you be able to tell anything bouncing around? I don't know. <laughs> You'll be watching Jeff's head, and he'd be like a punk rocket. It'll be just going bang, 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 bang. I need a new filling anyway, so it's all fine. All right, guys. Um, let's do some final thoughts here. Going around the table. Ken? Uh, great camaraderie. is a great time. I'd do it again. I would do it again because it's an amazing time. I'm glad Jeff told me about it at, at Oshkosh. I decided to come down. It's the furthest I've ever flown. Great time. Good. Robert? Always a great time. Love seeing you guys. Don't see you very often. This is the only time of the year. Yeah, other than Oshkosh. Other than Oshkosh, and we don't always go to Oshkosh. Yes. Yeah. Mike? And I just have to second Robert, and but uh, I definitely do appreciate you guys coming down here. It really adds to this for us. Yeah. And uh, Captain Mike? Uh, it's just a, I can't even explain it, what the draw is to this place that we want to come down here every year. It's like an Oshkosh, like a addiction draw that you want to come here. <laughs> it's an and aviation camaraderie. It's just everybody gets talks and has a great time. And, that's what we want to do. Yeah. That's what we love to do. Yeah. Carl? I just like coming down, hanging out, flying airplanes, and drinking beer. <laughs> what else did I say? Well, yeah. you're in good company. <laughs> John? Well, I just, it's, it, last year I was skeptical. Now I'm, I'm hooked. So yeah. it's, uh, it's addictive. Yeah. Gary? Well, I was fortunate. I actually found out about this, first of all, from a, a short little blurb that uh, Robert Barber posted on the Sonicsnet site. He mentioned something about Reclaw. I'd never heard of it either. Started Googling it, and I think I actually called you, Robert, to say what's going on with Reclaw down there, and he was yeah. telling me about it. So I drug my boat, my butt down here a few years ago, then it took me a couple of years to convince my local buddies in, in Colorado to come down, and now they're just they're snagged as well. So yeah. uh, it just continues to spread. Yeah. And my final thought, there is nowhere else that you will get this type of atmosphere. You can hang out with good people, get up close and personal with planes doing passes all day long, and there's nothing like it anywhere. Oshkosh is great, local fly-ins are great, but you will not beat the atmosphere and accessibility of Reclaw. you got to come here and experience it for yourself. All right, guys, I guess we're all heading home tomorrow. Um, we've got various directions we all need to kind of scatter, but I think the plan is to get as much of a group flyby as we can so we'll have to see if we can pull that off that might be logistically a little challenging but we'll do our best yep give it a flyby over my in-laws so. yep give it a lap or two and then we yep. can all kind of peel off and head for home it'll sounds be good, good. sounds good mm-hmm. all right everybody thanks again and uh, see you next year see you next year 
views and opinions expressed on the Sonic Select podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of any individual, company, or organization mentioned on this program. Nothing presented on this podcast should be construed to be the official position or recommendation of anyone not directly associated with Sonic's Flight. Anything that sounds like advice should be carefully considered before being implemented. Remember, you are the pilot in command. Do we need to talk loud or what? Um, just got to be kind of close. It doesn't have to be super loud. But okay. Kind of turn your voice to it. Yeah, just kind of like aim. <coughs> towards the... Is that going to run out of tape? No, nah, it'll be fine. It, it just recirculates. Oh, okay. It, it cuts out your part, so okay. <laughs> it saves a lot of room. Yeah. <laughs>